All right, it's becoming an annual tradition, uh, at least with Evan, uh, the postseason roster construction draft on the Locked on Rays podcast. We'll get into all the fun right now. You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. I am Evan Klosky. And we are the host of the Locked on Race podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. We are pleased to be joined by WTSP Channel 10 Sports Director Evan Klosky for today's episode and tomorrow's episode as well. And today... We've got a special episode in the form of our wild card round postseason roster construction draft. Uh, Ulysses put all this work into a spreadsheet. Uh, So, Ulysses, I'm going to let you take it away and let's have some fun because we're certainly not going to talk about the fact that the Rays have lost five in a row leading into uh, their playoff opener. Eh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I put a tweet out there. It was uh, September spring training is what we've witnessed since the Rays clinched in Houston. That's basically been it. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin, I put this all on a, on a spreadsheet before I screen share. Um, I, I want to let people know if you haven't seen the show before that we did last year, um, I put some names that are locks. There are five pitchers that are locks. I put 10 position players that are locks. And then the whole fun of this episode will be to kind of do a snake draft, starting with, of course, our guest, Evan Klosky. Um, maybe, Kevin, you and I can do some rock, paper, scissors to, to choose who goes second. And then the third one gets back-to-back picks. All right. Should we go ahead and do that? Do the rock, paper, scissors for positioning here? Let's do that. All right, okay. we'll do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Is that what? Yes. So, oh, shoot, so we... put your thing on on shoot. Okay. Okay. Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. All Ooh, right. There's a lag there. Yeah. You got it. So okay, so you get so rock. you get your pick, second or third. I'll take uh, second. All right. I'll get third. Let's screen share. We've all done that since COVID, of course. <laughs> Uh, and then it's coming up, people. Bear with me. Live show here. Yeah, live show. <laughs> We're doing it live. Here we go. Doing it live. We're doing it live. Look at that. Tiny boxes. Look at that. You know it's, yeah. a, big okay. you know it's a big show when you got tiny boxes. Um, <laughs> Ulysses, do you want to run through the automatics, the locks for yes. the pitchers and position players? And then we'll go into our uh, choices here. Here we go. So Shane McClanahan is a lock on the pitching side. Tyler Glass now. Pete Fairbanks, Jason Adam, and Brooks Raley. You can see that the greens are the lefties and the blues are the righties. On the position player side uh, for locks, we got Christian Bethencourt, Francisco Mejia, Jiman Choi, Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, Jose Siri, Manuel Margot, David Peralta, and Harold Ramirez. So that's a total of 10. Again, 
Blues are righties, greens are lefties, and the white boxes are switch hitters. So Full disclosure, I would have heavily contended that G-Man Choi being a lock, but he's eight for his last 18. He's got five extra base hits, and on a team that is really bad at hitting the baseball consistently, it's really hard to leave off one of your hotter hitters right now. So I am... Earlier in the week, I said I wanted G-Man Choi probably off the roster. Leading, you know, after I've seen him recently, I am weaning off of that and I am putting him back in the roster. So I'm okay with that being a lock. But I just wanted that out there because I would. I he was not on my list earlier this week. He's uh, hot. You need you need a lefty last week. He's hot. You need a lefty. You need multiple lefties in the lineup possibly and he's a veteran with playoff experience so uh i'm okay with that yeah no just cover your eyes at the the june july august may and (laughs) whatever he did five days of september yeah 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 100 percent um okay gentlemen uh do you guys want to get it started anything else before we give evan uh the first pick uh, no, we'll uh, we'll go through the first round here. So uh, Evan will get pick one. I'll get pick two. Ulysses will get picks three and four, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, tell you about one of our great sponsors, and then continue with the draft. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, Ulysses, but we have eleven players that need to be drafted on the uh, roster. So we need a twenty-six man roster. We have fifteen. So yes, we need to draft eleven. Okay. And what are in our limits here are we have to pick eight pitchers combined and we have to pick three position players combined. Correct. Them's the yes. rules. Okay. Them's the rules, people. You only have 13 max pitchers. So we, we'll, we'll, we're going to play with the assumption that the race will max out their pitchers. All right, Evan, you're on the board. Who are you taking? All right. Well, with my first pick, um, with Tyler Glass now probably only – being able to go 75 pitches, I think in game two, you throw glass now, and then you couple them up with Jeffrey Springs as a dual starter. One, Jeffrey Springs has been a reliever in the past. Two, Cleveland is not good against lefties. Uh, they, they struggle against lefties, especially a guy named Jose Ramirez, where his slugging goes way down against lefties, crushes righties, Sucks against lefties. Sucks being a very strong word for him just not hitting as well because he's Jose Ramirez and he's uh, easily uh, the best hitter in this series. Um, you know, uh, a guy who went 9-5 with a two four six ERA, 135 innings. Uh, he also threw for 144 strikeouts, only walked 31 batters, and we just saw him pitch against Cleveland and he was lights out in that ballpark you would have to pitch in. So, you know, the way that I think that the organization should line this up is McClanahan will start day one or start game one. Be prepared to pull him earlier. Uh, Normally I would have said push him, but I think with what we've seen ever since that IL stint, I really think that you might get two times through the rotation and just get him out. You're going to have to – don't put him in too long. You know, just get what you can – pull them out after five or six and then start going through your relief guys. And then, you know, on, on game two, you can throw glass now, Jeffrey Springs, and hopefully you save, save some arms in case you need a, a game three, 
where you should be prepared to do anything and everything, and you have pretty much everybody fresh with Drew Rasmussen being the main guy. So Jeffrey Springs, and uh, especially with Cleveland being, um, you know, struggling against lefties, I think he is a must-have in this uh, in this series. Good pick. Uh, no-brainer pick. My pick, I think, is also a no-brainer. I don't know how much or if he would need to be used, but you want that safety net just in case. He is an arm, but from the right side, Drew Rasmussen. That is my pick for second overall, if you will. Not bad. Yeah, you got Not it. Not bad at all. I mean, I think, would you, do you have any comments on where you would pitch him, uh, Kevin? How you would use him? Uh, I think we discussed this earlier in the week. Um, I would go with Shane McClanahan in game one, try to combine Tyler Glass now and uh, Jeffrey Springs in game two. And then game three, uh, depending on if this guy is selected in our draft, you may piggyback uh, Drew Rasmussen and Corey Kluber off each other. So I would use him uh, in a game three scenario, or if you need to use him in a a long relief bulk role, uh, he could certainly fill in if needed in uh, a game one, maybe if, if you feel that that's that important or a game two, depending on what the situation is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, for my pick number three, I think I'm going to go um, maybe a little bit off kilter here, but I'm going to utilize the same rhetoric that um, Evan said before with Cleveland struggling with lefties. This is a guy who has tremendous stuff. His last four outings have been scoreless, including two against the same Cleveland Guardians. I'm taking Garrett Clevenger for my pick. like it. Yep. He's He's been hot. He has been. Uh, Then Um, who is your uh, fourth pick? Honestly, Garrett Clevenger is Jake McGee 2.0, and it's it's really exciting stuff. So uh, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing him more. Of and him. I don't know uh, if we're we'll able to fit this in again. I just want to say I know Colin Poche has been. Uh, I mean, people, Rays fans do not like Colin Poche, and of course he's injured. Well, he's out for the season, getting uh getting hurt in Boston in that second game. But he was actually a really important piece in this series because, as I said, with the with Cleveland struggling against lefties, you just lost a lefty out of that pen that you can use. Um, though he certainly runs the risk of giving up a big home run. So we don't have to deal with that dilemma anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we but, uh, but I do generally think it's a bad loss more than like people being like few. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100% agree with you. Uh, for my second pick boys, I'm going to keep it, um, uh, on the on the odd one, I'm gonna go with Isak Paredes for okay. my yeah. for my pick here. Uh, I just I need somebody that can move around the infield and can possibly win me a game in uh, a matchup that doesn't have a lot of offensive production on both sides. So Isak Paredes, if if you leave one in the inner part of the plate. He can, he can just pull that, and then it can become a two, three-run home run, hopefully, if not a solo home run. Uh, but, yeah, I, I need somebody who can have that quality because there are not a lot of guys in the race lineup that have that skill. And in a two, three-game series, in a three-game series where you need to win two, a two-run shot could be the difference. So I'm taking Isaac Paredes. 
And he can hit them in bunches too. Yeah, you got you got to take the power. This team struggles so much with the bat, and they struggle hitting the long ball. You have to have some sort of threat there. Um, I, to me, I thought Isak Paredes was maybe more of a lock than G-Man Choi, but um, yeah, it, it, no brainer. You got you got to put Paredes on the roster. Yeah. Uh, we will continue this draft. Quick question, though. Who has the next pick? Is it Evan? I, I forget the rules. No, it's of the you. Snake draft. Yeah, oh, you got it. Snake is you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. But first, we've got to tell you about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. Now, my pick, um, you know, traditionally I wouldn't uh, take this guy this high in a situation of talent, merit, experience, and if we're ranking the players 1 through 26, but I want to make this thing somewhat interesting for you all um, as far as the offensive side of things. So I'm going to go ahead and take, since Ulysses took Isak Paredes, I will take uh, fellow infielder Taylor Walls as that uh, defensive stalwart wherever you place him. So that is my that is you my. You kept him around the whole year. You might as well finish it with him. <laughs> That's exactly like I said. Hey, second yeah. second on the team in uh, in at bats. Second on the team in games played. You you need a a special defender if if it's for just late inning situations, so be it. I think he's probably going to get more playing time than people probably want him to, but uh, I think he's a necessary to be uh, on this roster, despite the uh, offensive ineptitude we are surely aware of. I mean, you, 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 you have to, you can't go against everything that you've basically shown this whole season. I mean, you've never dropped him. Uh, drop, sorry, not dropped him as in DFA, but as in like put him in, in option, option back to the minors. Uh, you won't do it now. Like he's going to be in the, in the roster. My, my whole thing is I really do hope, I really do hope that it'll be as a seventh, eighth, ninth inning defensive replacement rather than, hey, uh, Taylor Walls, here's second base and you're going to see all eight innings and then I'm going to have a pinch hit appearance by Isak Paredes. Like, I would I would be a little bit uh, worried yeah, worried if that if that. Would hey, I think fun. the situation for him would hey bat him last in the order. Uh, tell him to do two things: just take pitches. Well, three things: take pitches, lay down a bunt, lean into one. Those are your options. Then, <laughs> preferably. All right, Evan. It's up, yeah, it's up to you, man. Yeah, I agree. I, I would imagine we're really not going to see much of Taylor Walls outside of at the end of games. Uh, you know. Wander is going to play short, and I mean, maybe he can get a, a a start at second base, but I don't know. I, I he's my defensive replacement. He just yes. is that anemic with the bat. Um, all right, so my pick 
and I, and I get two, right? So yeah, my f- first pick, and I'm just going to probably close out the uh, – I want to have this power, so I'm going to close out our hitters. Because this is gonna be, um, I'm curious about this, actually. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Vidal Bruhan as my as my third hitter. First off, wow. uh, and let me explain. You have uh, I I liked Roman Quinn. I thought that I thought I was gonna put him on the roster over G Man Choi, but I realized that G Man you need to keep him on there with his bat. Uh, but but Roman Quinn was like close for me. But here's the thing with with Vidal Bruhan. One, he can play every position. Two, he's super fast. In, in, a, in a late game situation, he can replace somebody. At, outside of catcher, he can replace anyone who's on the base paths and try to score in a pinch, uh, especially with what we saw in Cleveland where every game went down to like the final out. You need yeah. somebody fast. And remember, there's no more ghost runners, right? We're going to do the real thing now. So, mm-hmm. so you, you get a guy on base, you want to put some pressure on the pitcher. Vidal Bruhan is my guy for that. Uh, obviously, he's not good with the bat. I don't need him to be. He is a late-game speed replacement who can fit anywhere. I do not have to worry about pulling whoever I'm pulling off the bags. And obviously I'm not going to take Wanda Franco or Randy or Rosarena. They can hold their own. I'm not going to pull Manuel Margot. I'm not going to pull Jose Siri, but obviously Siri also adds that. I mean, you need the versatility. And the fact is Jonathan Aranda has not done enough with the bat. And I'm a Aranda truther, but he has not done enough with the bat to prove that he can be on this postseason roster because he is such a freaking liability at the infield he he's yeah. that bad he like he's his month here is like been an, an atrocious display of defense uh i think the bat plays normally but he's cold and i can't i can't yeah. do that and he barely played in the cleveland series that kind of shows you we kind of saw a little bit of what they're thinking i mean they just played him and aranda not to mention aranda stepped in as a pinch hitter late in those games against Karinchak. and uh and man did he look overmatched which he does yeah. to a lot of people, but yeah. back-to-back bats in that situation. And he literally, like, he looked foolish both times. It was like the same situation, too. It repeated itself. Um, and, and, without- dude, and it wasn't even, like, just the Cleveland series. I believe that he was, before today's game, he was offered his last 22. So it's yeah. been a, a sort of extended slump for him. and Which is so rare. This is it. Which is yeah. rare, yeah, especially with the, the season that he had this year and last year, too. And let's not forget that he also raked in double A in 2021. But we're set now with the position players. We've gone yeah. Isak Paredes. We got is there any objection, by the way, on that? No, I, I, I like think your, that's I like your I mean, thought. I ideally, I think that, um, again, these are we're using these as bench spots more or less. So if you're a, a bench player, you need to have some sort of specialty or some calling card to your game. And but Al Bruhan, it's the versatility and the speed on the base pass for Taylor Walls. It's the defense for Isak Paredes. It's the power. Um, and Jonathan Aranda, you mentioned the, the defensive liability of things like does is he going to be hitting enough? Would he hit enough to warrant the roster spot? And I don't know if, and, and I think it, it was telling that the Rays called up Vidal Brujan within the last week of the season, that that was a sign. I'm actually a little bit surprised. I guess they didn't call him up sooner with Mastroboni up there. 
Um, well, they so, called him. You realize they called him up when they kind of knew that, eh, we're probably going to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But um, in the end, writing's on the wall. I, I just, Bruhan's the guy. He's a quadruple A player, but he fits into what the Rays need for this, uh, at least this season. Uh, I'll be quick with this. My other pick, obviously, going to the arms now, is going to be Yoni Chirinos. Um, I, I think he's been solid both in AAA and majors when we've seen him. I don't necessarily want him to pitch maybe in like key spots, but if there is a blow up game and you need somebody to eat innings, that's my guy who I'm going to throw out there who can go multiple innings. Uh, and not to mention if I need him in a pinch, I also, uh, I, I like his stuff enough. You just got to hope that he's not walking the farm. Yeah. I I want to, I want to go even a, um, a step further there. He has provided three and four innings in his two outings in MLB. And it wasn't, and by the way, they were both scoreless. And before anybody goes, oh yeah, but I mean, who were, they were actually against really tough lineups, which ones Boston was the, uh, was one of them. And the other one, Toronto. So I bet if we did a bell curve of offensive production in MLB in 2022, yeah, those two teams are pretty damn hot. So he kept them scoreless for three and four innings each. I, I 100% agree with this pick. Uh, okay, so who, who gets the next pick? Is it me or Ulysses? I'm totally confused about this snake draft thing. I think it's Kevin, right? Yeah, it's Kevin. Okay. Yeah. So I get the eighth pick. Ulysses gets picks nine and ten. And then is it back to Klosky for picking? No, it's back to you. Oh, my gosh. Back I, to you, bro. I did not pay enough attention. I thought you were a fantasy one, football two. guy. It goes one, two, three, three, two, one, one, two, three. Two, three, three, two, one. Yeah, you just confused me even more. No, with fantasy football, I, all I do is I wait until my pick comes up. I'm not focusing on anybody else. I'm just, that's, hey, when I get the, the sound alarm on my phone, okay, that's all right. Now I need to draft a uh, wide receiver running back. Everybody so. out there should tell them that. Um, number eight, uh, I will take JT Chagall and look at his numbers, look at what he's done with this organization. I really don't think there's a lot of explanation that's needed here. So no, I mean, last, last eight innings, he's have seven scoreless seven out of eight out of his at last eight outings have been scoreless. So yeah, makes sense. Um, for me, I will take – oh, boy. I know this is not going to be a, a, a hot pick, but I'm going to do it anyway because he's been on the IF. But, again, Cleveland struggles against lefties. So he should be off the IL. And time has gone past that he is eligible. I'm going Jalen Beeks. Yeah, uh, I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't see him on the list over here. Yeah, I, I that that was going to be one of my picks. That was going to be the uh, yeah. Did I just did I just circle change you guys and add him after I did the email yeah. today? Bad. Yeah, yeah, you did. We know what you're trying to do. You're, you're playing games here. I'm I'm hoarding the picks. I'm hoarding the 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 ninth pick. <laughs> That's what I'm Basically. doing. Basically, um, oh, I had, yeah, I had no. We we were gonna make yeah. it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Jalen Beeks, look, he has. I know he hasn't pitched since nine seventeen. But the lefty options, like I said, Cleveland struggles. Evan said it. Kevin said it. We all know it. Let's let's go with Jalen Beast. Um, not taking too much time after this one. I'm oof. This is a, a tough one. But I want 
I've got two options here. Okay. I'll take the one that you don't think Kevin's going to pick. Man, I don't like any of the of these picks, to be quite frank with you guys. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, Jimmy Yacobonis. Uh, That's your choice. No, I'm okay. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Sean Armstrong. I'm going the fact Sean that Armstrong. Jimmy Yacobonis know- is even on this list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Sean Armstrong, and I know that he got hit pretty hard against Cleveland. Two innings, three hits, two runs, and and he faced ten batters. I know he got hit pretty hard, but it was between him and Javi Guerra. But also, Javi Guerra got hit pretty hard against it's- Cleveland. I will say this with Sean Armstrong, if I remember correctly, he gave up the runs against Cleveland on that that weak ground ball, the G-Man Choi, that should have been fielded. And if he got that out, he would have been out of the inning. Yes. So, by the way, Sean Armstrong, at least for me, was the guy who earned a roster spot after Poche's injury. That was was where my head was. The hierarchy, it was between Guerra and Armstrong. I think Armstrong beats Guerra um because he's been showing up and you know that he can provide you length i mean the guy has opened for up to three innings uh in that shane mcclanahan started miami he was the one that stepped up and and was told hey bro you're you're starting now and he and he gave you three innings so sean armstrong i think he he deserves um to be on the roster and again uh old joke here but his name is armstrong so you have to include him somewhere so (laughs) Um, all right. So who was the 10th pick? No, it's it's you. You you Uh, close this out. Oh, I, wait, did I miss something? So this is the 11th pick. This is the 11th pick. Yeah. Oof, man. Too late for me. Um, I'm going to take, it is a three game series, not a five game series or seven game series. So with that, I'm going to take Javi Guerra. And uh, if my numbers are correct here with Javi Guerra, uh, he has a 0.00 ERA and 0.83 whip in his last nine and two-thirds innings pitched in the last month or so. His problem in Cleveland was he couldn't throw a damn strike. Remember, I mean, in that series last week, he pitched the 10th inning, got into a bases-loaded jam, got out of it. Got out of it. Then he pitched the 10th inning again. They walked. Uh, they walked uh, Jimenez, and then um, uh, I think what Rosario got a hit immediately, and that was it. I think it was like one pitch, and that was it. Like it was, a, it was or oh, there was a bunt. Sorry, they bunted. Then it was a hit. So it was, I mean, whatever. You've I mean, seen his stuff get better, man. And and, I, and I like he's been used. He's been used in, in, in the fastball has been playing, and he's been used in high leverage situations not high leverage but high leverage for him like before he was like a mop-up guy now he's kind of like hey okay one two runs which is high leverage technically if we go by the by the by the definition so i think he's earned a spot hopefully the whole command control um is there during the brightest lights but you know you'll never know until Friday and Saturday, I guess. Yeah. No. So, I, yeah, I, I think that that that's the right call, and um, you know he is also the Rays. Uh, I think he was a minor league pitcher of the year for the Rays. He won that title. So, 
you know, he's obviously well-respected in the organization. And, and I am glad that we decided to leave Corey Kluber off the roster. It's just the way that the matchup aligned. I mean, it, it makes, there's a part of me that wants to be emotional and put Corey Kluber on the mound in Cleveland. Um, yeah. But it's not a good matchup. Now, if they play Toronto, we might be saying something different about Kluber and Springs. Right. But mm-hmm. Essentially, you call up Kluber and you say, man, you're not going to be on this roster. But if we do win, more likely, uh, you know, if, if we have to go three games and we win this series, you're pitching game one in the Bronx. And that's the way it's exactly. going Exactly. Exactly. Question. You know, say, yeah. Legitimate question. Do you think that Corey Kluber will be included on this, this wild card roster by the Rays? Do I think Taking the draft out of the equation. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I don't think that's smart. It's a three-game series. And if you have Rasmussen, Springs, Glasnow, McClanahan – why are you going to throw Kluber in? The guy has never been a relief pitcher. Why are you going to just like remember like st- you can't take somebody out of that role of who they are? Like you know, Jeffrey Springs has been a, a long-term relief pitcher. Like he gets it. Drew Rasmussen has been a relief pitcher for a lot of his major league career. He yeah. gets it. But like, look at what Shane McClanahan did last year in Boston when you just tried to say screw it. Screw it. All of a sudden, we did everything for 162 games during the season. Yes. And we, we did this, this, and this. Oh, now we're going to get desperate. Shane McClanahan, let's throw him into relief. Boom, bombed out of the building. So uh, it just it's not a good spot for Kluber. It's not. And the fact is, he's not a good matchup for the, for the, for the Guardians. So if you look, the, the goal is to win a World Series. You're going to need him on the road to the World Series. This is a three-game series. If it was a five-game series, I need him. I don't need him for three. Let's the only, uh, put the, 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 oh, the only reason why we might get this wrong is if they switch up Drew Rasmussen for Corey Kluber. If they go, I you don't see any want way Corey. that you can leave Drew Rasmussen. You cannot leave Drew Rasmussen off any of your rosters. I, I'm with you. I am 100 yeah. with no, you. I, just, I, would, I, I think that that would be a horrendous decision, and that's no shade to Corey Kluber. Drew Rasmussen is arguably your best pitcher right now. Arguably, I mean, he he was the pitcher of the month for August of the whole American league. So if we're going to be making a whole big deal out of Aaron judge being the American league, uh, home right. run, uh, King, I mean, being the pitcher of the month for the whole league should mean something. So I'm with you. I'm just saying, if yeah. we see Corey Kluber in that roster, I think it's to switch out. And it has to be for another starter. It can't be, you know, you take out a, a Sean Armstrong or, or a, a Javi Guerra. Like, I, I don't see that because of the same reasoning that you just said. You can't just have five the only, starters the only and then argument, put it. The only in, argument for Kluber would be, what if a game goes in extra innings? That and devil's advocate, uh, Shane McClanahan has had an injury this season. We know about Tyler Glasnow's injury history. Just supreme insurance in the case of yeah, I mean, starting look, pitcher's arm feels tingly after 15 pitches. No, you're right. I mean, look, Kluber is a security blanket for a lot of reasons. And, I, you know, I definitely think that Kluber can take the spot of, you know, of, of Javi Guerra, of Sean Armstrong. I mean, you know, you don't necessarily need Yanni Torinos on there. Like, you know, Yanni Torinos would be the long-term option. So you just want to eliminate redundancy. So like, you know, if Yanni Torinos is your long, long, like your bulk inning guy in case crap hits the fan, then, 
you remove him and you put Kluber in there. Um, again, this is a three-game series. Everybody should be fresh, pitching multiple days if you have to get down to it. And, you know, Armstrong, Kluber, even like Rasmussen. I mean, like, you know, there are just guys. They have a lot of bulk inning guys in yeah. here. Um, and that's on Ooh, top Evan. of getting anything out of Rayleigh, Adam, Fairbanks. What if you take what you said about Jeffrey Springs, Andrew Rasmussen, knowing how to be bullpen guys, and you do have Corey Kluber in the roster, and you do use him as a starter. You have Shane McClanahan as a starter. You have Tyler Glass now as a starter. And you have Corey Kluber as a starter, too. But in the Tyler Glass now uh, start, you have Jeffrey Springs. And in the Corey Kluber start, you have Drew Rasmussen being right behind him. You could yeah, see I mean, also, also uh, have that scenario. To me, to me, I don't know why I'm screwing up with my best pitcher, which is Drew Rasmussen. That would be my counter. I agree. Um, I agree. What if about – If they're like, yeah, well, we need a security blanket in case – look, there's no ghost runner, right? Like extra innings can go for 19, 19 innings for all we know. Yeah. If they say that we need to protect against that, under that argument, I, I'm all for it. I get it. I'm not going to argue against it. I know the Rays don't think emotionally, but Corey Kluber has started a lot of games and pitched a lot of innings for this Yeah, it's a respect thing, too. I, that, that's I, I would think that they'll put him on and take Yanni off. It's easier decision for all three of us to make versus, you know, being in that locker room all year and how respected he is, the veteran he is, the experience he brings, all that stuff. I mean, that's an important know, factor, too, of having yeah, a calming veteran presence besides what he can do on the mound, but in, in the clubhouse, too. And he might he can still, he can still be in the clubhouse. He just can't yeah. suit up. I mean, Brett Phillips was out there last year, you know, waving a towel. He wasn't he wasn't able to suit up. So, yeah, that's fair. Uh, what, what's crazy is the fact that um, we have a playoff roster here, possibly, and who would have thought, um, you know, in uh, in March or April that uh, the Rays' 2022 playoff roster could include a combination of Garrett Clevinger, Sean Armstrong, and it's the Rays' way. It's the Rays' yeah. way. It really is. Yeah. So great job on uh, the – Wild card 2022 roster draft. We'll see how accurate we are with this. Um, I guess we'll find that out. When do rosters have to be finalized? I believe they have to be I finalized. Think Thursday uh, at uh, six by six p.m. or by four yeah. p.m. I believe. But also, if okay. you enjoy this uh, episode, drop your comments on 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 YouTube. Of course, subscribe and like the video first, and then after, hit the comment box and then tell us who. Are, 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 did we nail? Who did you think that we're completely off? Like, tell us what you think should be uh, the player ins and outs out of this roster because it helps us to read what you think as well. Outside the box, the Rays should just go out and sign Yasiel Puig or uh, Jonas Cespedes. <laughs> get some get some pop they, in there. Yeah, they. Well, sadly, you have to be on the roster on August thirty first. I believe yeah. they missed the window there. All right. Uh, hope you all enjoyed this uh, we got a fun friday episode as well and as always thank you for making the locked on race podcast your very first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we'll talk to you on friday